0: Okay, today's learning is uh full of for Aaron and Miriam. today is Aleph. Let me just give a, a one minute uh, recap of what we started yesterday from the Mishnah. Uh, we're starting a Sugg of a Balkari. So Balkari is someone who has a seminal mission. The halacha is that by biblically he's not supposed to see Kutchin, he's not supposed to see Truma, but uh, there's no other restrictions. He can learn, he can do whatever he wants. However, Ezra came along uh, Ezra, who leads the, coming back in the second, the second uh, base of Mikdash. So Ezra came along and made a takana that people who had uh, Kari come out are not allowed to study Torah, not allowed to dava, not pretty much not allowed to say anything, anything holy. And the point was that uh, the people should be a higher purity. So the question was, since this is only a later enactment by Ezra, to what, to what extent did the rabbis restrict the person. So we learned in the Mishnah that a balkari should basically, this was the rule. He should think in his mind anything that's a daraisa, and not bother with anything that's a drabanan. That's the way the Mishnah ruled. So practically, that meant he should think Kriishma. He shouldn't bother thinking about the brachos of kriyishma. He should think the berachas hamazon after eating. And not bother with thinking Berkas Hamazon, and not bother with thinking about the Bracha of Hamotzi before he eats. That's what the Mishnah rules. Now, we have two ways how to understand the purpose of this. What so, Rav, Ravina and Chis. Ravina said, really, here is Kedibur. When you think something, you're yotzei. So this Balkari is actually going to be yotzei when he thinks the Shema and when he thinks the Berkas Hamazon. He's totally being yotzei. Thinking something is like, you're, is like you're saying it. I, if thinking is like you're saying it, so then you're totally being over in the Taqan of Ezra when you think Torah. So why is it that we allow it? So we explained that the precedent that we have not to restrict, to restrict the Balkari from learning Torah is from Sinai. And at our Sinai, really, it was speech that was articulated by HaKadosh Baruch was words that were explicit, and they were listening to words that were out loud. So it was more than the level of thinking, and therefore, we only restricted Balkari from doing something that's out loud. That was uh, Ravina's approach. Whereas Ravchista's approach is that thinking something is not like saying something. So actually the Valkari in our Mishnah who's gonna think the Shema, think the of HaMazan, is not going to be Yotze. he's not fulfilling the mitzvah. And the rabbi's just to have the power to, to exempt him from the mitzvah because he's a Valkari. That's what's going on. Ah, so then why bother thinking it? You're not doing anything anyway, you're not fulfilling the mitzvah. So we got up to that, Ravchista said his svara. if everybody else is doing something, if everybody else is saying Shema, then you should be involved as well. That was the kind of svara. the Dovrchah so you're just do, putting in your effort to contribute to what the tzibur is doing despite the fact that you're not being Yosei. So we're at the top of the vowel now. Says the Gemara. It's not it's not incorrect. What about if the, if he found that everyone was in the middle of Shmona Esri? What happens if a person in the middle of Shmona Esri and suddenly realizes, hey, I'm a valkeri, I never went to the mikvah. So what's the din? He shouldn't completely stop, but he should uh, shorten up his Shmona Esri, making a bridge version until he gets to the end. So we can infer time the Askel. This is all what he does once he started and he realized he shouldn't have that he was a Valkyrie, so he makes an abridged version. Hello Askal, let's say he hadn't started at all, what would the din be? Loyaskle. Better that he wouldn't start at all. A Valkyrie, if he's in shul he should think Shema, like the Mishnah said, but he shouldn't bother thinking Shwana Asray. So why not? I mean everybody else is davening Shmona Asray, so why can't you say the same logic? The same way he should think Shema, because that's what everybody else is doing. So he should contribute. So if everybody else is davening Shona Asray, he should at least think the Shona Asray to try to contribute. What's the difference? So think my um, answer is shiny Tvila Glitzmi No. Tvila is davening. Okay, davening, you're talking to Hashem, asking Him for what you need. So if the Valkari doesn't have to do it, he's potter. He doesn't do anything. But Shema is about acceptance of Hashem. So if you're, everyone else is accepting God and you're just doing nothing, that's wrong. Because it looks like you don't believe in God. That's why the Valkyrie should at least think in his heart when, about the Shema when everybody else is doing it. But Tefillah, if he can't daven the words and he's not going to be with thinking it, then there's actually no purpose in him thinking it. This is it. All only or for, Naira, for uh, or else? and not any praising God, not or Correct. Like that? Correct. So the Gemara asks, What about benching after eating? What about benching after eating? There, there's not a question of believing in God. That's not what the bracha is about. It's not accepting God's yoke. It's accepting the Yoke of Heaven. We saw that by Baruch he should think Baruch Our theory is that when you're thinking, you're not Yodse. So what's the reason why you're thinking? It's only sure that it doesn't look like you don't believe in God. And we said that that svara is local to Shema, where it's about the acceptance of the Yoke of Heaven. So that explains why you should think the Shema, but it doesn't explain why you should think Benching. Benching should be, if anything, like tefillah. And if we say you shouldn't even bother thinking tefillah, then he shouldn't have to bother with Berkaz either. So that theory goes out the window. So the question now comes back. Like Rav thinking something is not like saying something. This Baal carries is really exempt from all mitzvahs. The rabbis are exempting him. We, some reason, are still see that he should think Shema and, and Why? What's the purpose in him thinking it? Ella, Rather a new theory. Kriya Shema and Berkaz HaMazan. T'arayah. T'fila. T'arabana. Anything that's Doraisa, we want him to do something too. We want him to contribute. Will he be yotze? No, and that's what's fascinating. But we still want him to be a part of a Isa. even though he's not actually accomplishing anything. He's going to think the shema. He's going to think because of Muslim and Will he accomplish anything with that? No, but he's at least trying. He's making his effort. Whereas the other things that you're doing are run on, the rabbis say you don't even have to bother trying. So it comes out that like Rav Chista, the rule is here a law of kedibur. He's not being yotze any of the things that he's doing in the Mishnah. But the idea of thinking is that you can do your effort. You contribute to what could be. And the rabbis only said to think on things that are daraisa. However, things that are origin originar, the rabbi said, don't even bother thinking anyways. So you're not being yotze. Just leave it the way it is. So that's Rav Chista's approach. And again, that's the exact opposite of Ravina. Ravina is saying that when you're thinking it, you're yotze. You're 100% yotze, Uh When you think it, Rav Chista is saying uh, that you're not, just you're contributing your efforts to try so why, by uh, Kriya Shema, does the mission use the word hear her, but by That's uh, a wonderful Krishna. question. It says Levar. It says Great question. We've shown him our bother by your question. They basically say Lav Davka. When it says Perikas of Muslim Mavarek, it means think. It doesn't say uh, it out loud. Uh, uh, it's a wonderful question. Why the language of the mission, Right. It says the Gemara Mav Yudah. So now we, we move on to something else, but it's related to our mission. I mean, not in the, Perkaz, the Muslim, man, Torah. How do you know that benching is from the Torah? Benching after you eat, how do you know that's a biblical mitzvah? Shinamar, it's a possible. If you eat, you're full of thereafter, you bench. How do you know there's one other Torah? There's one other bracha. Almost all brachas of Dara Ban, with the exception of Birkas and and one more. Birkasatorah now. Before you learn Torah, you have to say Birkha Torah Shanamar. When I call out in the name of God of you should attribute greatness to God. How do I see from there that there's Birkhas a Torah? So because Parshas Azinu, that's where the Pasuk is, it's about learning Torah. So Hashem Moshe says to B'nai Yisrael, I'm about to recite this song, we're about to say Torah, so I'm going to make a bracha. When I make a bracha, you answer Amen. That's where we learn Amen from. So when you see that Moshe was about to make a bracha before teaching them Parshas Azinu, that's a source for Berkas HaTorah before learning. So we have two brachas, Berkas HaMuzon after eating, Berkas HaTorah before eating. Um, let's go, a whole new sort of thing. Let's, don't get confused here in the Chesh. If you want, if you use logic, we should be able to derive that should be said after learning. We all don't do that. We just make Birka satora before. But says Rabbi El-Hum, why don't we derive that you have to make a bracha after learning? Where should we derive that from? From Birkas Amazon. from a kavachomer, Amazon and and the opposite. Hamotzi should become a Doraisa. How should I learn it through kavachomer from berkas Now the Gemara speaks out what these two are. Uh, satora and If thy food which does not require a bracha before it still requires afterwards, even though there's no ha'motzi d'araisa, but there's because ha'mazun d'araisa. So Torah fun out, so then Torah, which requires before, en'odin shetun So then all the more certain it should require after it. That's a simple ka'avachomer. Mazun doesn't require before and requires after. So Torah, which requires before, should certainly require after ka'avachomer. And you can do the exact opposite as well. I know this is a conflict, but that's what the Gemara is trying to do. Say the other way as well. Perhaps Hamotzi should be Daraisa, derived from Birgaz Torah. Torah, which does not require bracha, afterwards, to know the requires before. So Muslim, food, which requires after, in Odin, which is certainly required before. So that's the exact inverse of a kavachomer. Now, what's the problem with the Gemara asking both of these questions? They contradict each other. Because the premise of the, each kava homer is which one is light and which one is stringent. Right? But if we're trying to learn both from each other, then we're not going to have a light and we're not going to have a stringent. Both are going to require before and after. So learning both together as one single derivation won't make sense. But individually, if I isolate each kava homer, it makes a lot of sense. So the Gemara is asking, why don't we try to derive that Hamozi before eating should become a mitzvah d'araisa, and that there should be a concept of a birchas haTorah after learning, which should also be a darai. So that's what's bothering the Gemara. So the Gemara answer is ikol One can distinguish. By food, you're having pleasure, a sensual sense of pleasure. U-ma'al eter- and, olam. And Torah is, uh, is eternal life. What's the svar of the Gemara? What is the Gemara saying? So the Gemara, if you think about it, what the Gemara is saying is, if you think about each topic, it makes sense for what it is. because ha is about hanah. The pleasure. When do you have the pleasure? After you. After. That's why you do it afterwards. But before, you don't have the pleasure. And that's a little bit of a counterintuitive what we think brachas are. Brachas are not about needing HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's about thanking Hashem for the pleasure that you've had. That's the key of Berkaz HaTorah. Of Berkaz HaMazan rather. So that's why Berkaz HaMazan may only be afterwards with Torah is the exact opposite. It's thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the opportunity to have life of eternity. End of Torah? What, you stop eternity and, and make a bracha? That doesn't make sense. You just like stop the most amazing thing in the world. Why would you think Hashem? So it comes out the exact opposite. Berakas HaTorah should be emphasis should all be in the beginning. There actually shouldn't be any bracha I have to add at all. I mean, you think about it. It's almost like. Stopping Torah, having warrants of bracha. Whereas Muslim, the whole point is when you're full, you now have this satiation in your belly. Now you think I call this So the Gemara is simply distinguishing each one. Don't learn one from the other. Muslim, the key emphasis is the the, the way you full after the way you're full after you're eating. By Torah, the way you, you're grateful for having the opportunity to learn. You don't mix and match at all. That's why Brick's Torah is only before and benching is only after. But oh furthermore, we have a proof of our mission, and that's why we bring this in. Tanan, the Mishnah said, al and and What does the Valkari do? He thinks benching, but he doesn't think about Amotzi. Why? What's the difference between Amotzi and benching? It must be benching is de'araisa. So the rabbi said, think about it. Whereas Amotzi, which is de'arabona, the rabbis didn't say to think about it. So we clearly have a proof from the Mishnah that Amotzi is not de'araisa. So that was, that, that was the give and take here in the sugya. We know benching is daraisa, is amotzi daraisa. Should I derive, if you have to bench afterwards, certainly you have to think Hashem before, because by, by Birgit you have to do it before, you don't have to do it after. So benching, which you do after, certainly you do before. The Gemara refuted that logic, because the whole essence of benching is because of the fact that you're full. So it ends up that amotzi is only darabonin, and then it's very clear right now what the Mishnah was saying. The balkari, should only bother thinking about daraisas. He has no issue, no reason to think about darabonins at all, and that's why he doesn't think about amotzi. Okay, wonderful. Now the Gemara continues. Now, this might be a very interesting thing because until now we've been learning the Masechah that we have a mitzvah of reading Shema. Is reading Shema from the Torah or from the Rabbis? You would answer, of course, it's from the Torah. It's a pasuk. Right? Now we learn a new opinion. If a person can't remember, did I read Shema or not? He can't remember. He has no reason to repeat Shema. Why? Because Lakula. But if a person can't remember if he said MS Viatziv and the Rishonim explained that this means also the third paragraph of Shema, he can't remember if he said the third paragraph of the Shema and then the ensuing bracha, which the, the theme of the ensuing bracha is the Exodus. So he can't remember if he recalled the Exodus today. What's the din? Chosovar Me He must repeat that bracha of Emes because There's a mitzvah from the Torah to recall the Exodus. So if you can't remember if you did it, you got to do it again. My time. What's the distinction? Kriya is So if Kriya shmah is only mid-Durabanon you have to say the Shmah. so if you won't remember if you did it, Safik Durabanon Lakula. You don't have to bother saying Shema again. MSVATSIV DARAISO, recalling the Exodus, is from the Torah. So if you can't recall if you said it by Yomer and the MSVATSIV, so you have a Suffolk if you did a Mitzvah so you better do it again. Says the Gemara, didn't you forget a Pasuk? Masaf Rav Yosef, was Kumacha. God said to say these words when you lie down and when you get up. Clearly Shema is a Mitzvah from the Torah. No, you missed it. The Pasuk says you should teach your children. What does that mean? There's a mitzvah to teach your children Torah. bam. So we've always been saying bam" means and there's a separate mitzvah to say. Now we're saying no, it's a continuation of the theme that you should teach your children Torah. When should you teach your children Torah? Never. It's just an, an extent of where the Torah should be taught. It's not a reference to a separate mitzvah of Kriyashma. Kriyashma is actually only mandated by the rabbis. This is a very new opinion that we're learning. Until now, we have never mentioned that. In fact, if you think carefully, we probably mentioned a few things that argue on this. This is a very much a minority opinion. Says the Gemara, Tanan. What did we say about the Valkyrie? Valkyrie, Mahari, We said the Valkyrie should think Shema in his heart and not bother thinking the Bracha before Shema or after Shema. And regarding benching, you should think about benching and not think about Amotzi. Instead of thinking about Shema, he should be thinking about Ames, Viatsiv. Right? The rule is he thinks about Dar and not the Rabbonitz. So he's thinking about Shema and not thinking Ames, Viatsiv. That's the exact opposite. He should be thinking Ames, Viatsiv and not thinking the Shema. So the Gemara says, No, my time of Mabarak. Why do you want him to think about it? Because he has to recall the Exodus. If we say, think about Shema, and he'll think about the third paragraph of Shema as well, then he'll recall the Exodus. So you're right. If you didn't say Vayomer or or Fiat, if you haven't done the Mitzvah Daraisa, you have to do it again. But as long as you think Vayomer, then ultimately you recall the Exodus. So the that we had for the Baal was think the whole Shema, including the third paragraph, and then he'll, we will fulfill the mitzvah of, the, of recalling the Exodus. So the Gemara says But still, why choose Shema, Omer, Emo, Sfiyat, Shema is only draw abundance. we don't really need him to think the Shema. We really just need the Exodus. So you say, oh, think the Shema, because at the end of the Shema will be the Exodus. Just say, think MSV Atziv. Why are you prioritizing Shema over MSV Atziv? Everyone else would answer, you know why, because Shema is a mitzvah d'araisa. But this opinion holds its drop on So really, you just got to recall the Exodus. So why do recall the Exodus? You think the whole Shema and say, oh, at the end, you'll recall the Exodus. Just, they re, just, just think the words of MSV Atzev. So the Gemara says, If we have to pick and choose which one to think to get to the Exodus, we prefer Kriyashma. Because he'll have the Exodus and the acceptance of the yoke of heaven. Whereas if he thinks Amisviyatsif, he's just thinking about the Exodus. So really, you're right. There's no Mitzvah Shema that's Torah, and essentially, he doesn't have to think about the Shema. The reason we say, think about the Shema, is only to recall the Exodus. Why do we prefer the Shema to recall the Exodus? Almost um, every V'Azif, that would also recall the Exodus? Because Shema also accepts the, the Yoke of Heaven, so why not pick that one that has both? But it comes out, this opinion is defended. Shema is only a mitzvah to Only recalling the Exodus is the only the And again, the big enough is, if you can't recall, if you said Shema, Pater, you don't have to repeat it. Now we learn the dissenting of you, which is definitely the way that we rule. If Rabbi or Omar, no. If a person can't recall if they said Shema, they of course have to repeat it because Krishma is from the Torah. However, let's move forward, push the conversation. Let's say you can't remember if you davened. So davening, you know, the Shmona esrei is definitely Darabona. So there, you shouldn't daven again. And Not only do you not have to, it's probably wrong, according to this opinion, to daven again. Forbidden. So therefore, Shema, which is Dorai, so you repeat if you don't remember. Davinin, you can't remember. Did I daavin? Then you do not Davin again. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, no. I wish everyone would just Davin all day. <laughs> Rabbi Yochanan is a very interesting quip. Halavai, that if a person would just Davin the whole day. Rabbi Yochanan's opinion is that if a person can't remember if they prayed, they have the option of praying again. The idea of Rabbi Yochanan is he also concedes that filas midbar upon However, he feels that the same way karbonos, you are karbonos that are mandated, karbonos which are chova, and there are karbonos which you can donate, a karbonadava every karbonola you could, there are sometimes you have to bring it, sometimes it's optional. So a person can give an optional tefillah to God. That's the concept that Rabbi Yochanan is saying. You don't have to do it again, but it, wouldn't it be nice? I mean, you can do an optional tefillah, so try it. Everyone else would say, it's a savik brachal you can't do it, and savik the kula, so don't do it. Rabbi Yochanan says, no, you can donate a tefillah to God, halavai, that a person would just spend all day davening. And therefore, if he can't remember if he prayed, he actually is encouraged to pray again. It's, this, for, like, like, this Oh, and... what a good question. Because there's no nidava. Wonderful, wonderful. That's how much the riffs are. A person's in the middle of Shmona Esri, and he realized I davened again. I already davened. And what Shmuel assumes, like the first opinion that we learned, that once you daven, don't daven again. And if, even if you don't remember, don't do it. So here, he shouldn't be davening, but he already is in the middle. What should he do? Post the kafilo b'emsah bracha. stop exactly where you are, even in the middle of a bracha. guy remembered, oh I already davened. And for some reason, this never happens to me. I don't know why. I remember the other way, but not this way. Never, but that din is you should stop mamsh in the middle of the bracha. Says the Gemara, We ask the question, You have a yeshiva student. Why does the Gemara pick on a yeshiva student to make a mistake? Because a yeshiva student is distracted by his Torah. So he's very, very distracted, so it makes sense that he would make a mistake in davening. The tow On Shabbos, he starts launching into atachoning instead of saying the Shabbos alam and he's just going. Ma'oshi yigmaru. Once he started the bracha, should he finish? Meaning, he's saying the wrong text. He should be talking about Shabbos. But once he started the videsh, one should he finish? Rav Lengover calls a bracha. Yeah, he should finish that bracha. So, Gamar is an amazing question. What's the difference between somebody davening who realizes that he davened to get already, and we say stop, don't even finish the bracha? So somebody who's on Shabbos, starts the weekday bracha where we say finish the bracha that you're at that you're in the middle of. What's the difference? Both of them are, are davening the wrong thing. It says the Gemara. hachiashka husam gaver here, the person needs to daven. The yeshiva student who goes on autopilot and starts davening the weekday Shavon Esrei, he has to daven. Just the thing that he's davening isn't the right thing. The rabbis aren't to to daven along on Shabbos because of Kavachavos. We'll go home and eat. That's why we don't daven along to an Esrei. But the, he's hired to daven. So once he started the bracha, he should finish the bracha. But the guy who davened already, he prayed. So when he's davening, this is just wrong for him to say a bracha again. So on Shabbos, if you start the weekday Shmoneh, right, what's the din? Finish the bracha that you're in the middle of. But if you've already daven, you start davening again, what's the din? Stop where you are, even if it's the middle of the bracha. Right? It's interesting. The Gemara doesn't mention that, but I think you're right. I think he should. I think he should if he's able to. It depends where he's up to in the words. Says the Gemara. So this next halacha is a you super relevant... Right? No, just the bracha. Then you go, yeah, then go to, to the beginning of... The middle section of Shmoneh HaShaykh Vashaykh And this next gemara is not relevant to Allah This next is super relevant Let's say you daven b'yechidiz But for whatever reason, now you're in shul and there's a tzib we're praying If you can add something new to your davening Meaning you can put in a personal request in the brachas, You can personalize it You actually should daven again even though once you daven, you shouldn't daven, but that's all because your tefillah won't be better. you already daven. But here, what, what's happening? You could be mechadish ba'davar and make it part of the tefillah b'tzibur, so you should daven again. If you feel you're incapable of that, and the post can tell us we're all in this category. Even if we think we could be mechadish ba'davar, we can't. We don't have kavan anymore nowadays. It's not encouraged to pray again. You already prayed. Now you can make tefillah b'tzibur, don't pray again. What's the Chedish? Didn't we already say this again? Once you prayed, you don't pray again. That's where it's all the same level. You're you a Yachid, you could daven again the Yachid. Or you're a tibur, you could daven again with the Tibra. But if he only prayed B'Yachid, by and now he has the opportunity to pray with the Tibra, I would say for sure he's got a daven. It could be a whole new dimension of tefillah. Come Melon, that we don't say that. If you can't be a Machadish, for daven, don't daven. So a good question. I think that's only by Shema, because the Mar said, Ispe Marjan. But you make a very That's a different discussion. Not necessarily comp- that's a complicated question. If you would only say here, I would say that's because he didn't start. If he didn't start, so then it's better for him not not not, not, not to do it if he already prayed. Abu Hasam the where a person already started and he realized he did avant I would say he should follow through. That's what we needed both. So we have two statements. One, if you daven and you realize you're in, the, you're in the middle of davening, you realize you're already daven, stop where you are. Another statement was if you come to a shul and you already daven, and they're davening betsibor, if you can't be machalish ba'davar, don't start. They're both saying the same thing. Once you daven, don't daven again. But the reason we have both is because one's a chiddish that you have to stop in the middle, and one's a chiddish, even though it will be a whole new level of davening if you'll daven again. It will be tfilas atzibor, still, once you prayed, you prayed. That's the idea of the Gemara. Once you prayed, you prayed. <laughs> Unless you have a new chiddush, which again the post can tell us that we're all under the second category not to do. Zakti Gemara, Amr Avuna. Follow this one. So you didn't dive in Shmon Asrei first. You just came late to a minion. And they're in the middle of Shmon Asre. This can happen all the time. You just come into a shul late. They're in the middle of Shmon Asre. And what do most people do? Ah, oh, jump, jump into Shmon Asre. Says the Gemara not so passionate. If you can finish Shmona Esra, you are confident you'll finish Shmona Esra. By the time the Chazarsa Shats reaches Modim Yispaal, then you should start davening. But if you are not confident that you can finish by the time the Shatz is going to say Modim Al Yispaal, you shouldn't start. Wow, why not? He has to forfeit Tefila Why does he have to forfeit Tefila because of the idea that if everyone else would be saying modim, he's in Shmona Esrei, and he can, he's not going to bow, he looks like he's kofar in what everyone else is bowing to. So because not to give that wrong appearance, it's, he has to actually not start Shmona Esrei. It's a fascinating din. If you should have us an interesting thing, if you would theoretically be able to be know that he'd be up to modim at the same time the shots would, then maybe that would be okay. The problem, whole problem is everyone else is going to be bowing, he's not going to be bowing. That's where we say he shouldn't start. That's what this concept is. So it's only the way it looks, not... Not, correct, not necessarily the same correct, opinion, correct, right, well exactly. Comes along Rabbi Shuvah and Levi, and the second opinion is the halacha. Rabbi Shuvah and Levi Omar im v'ligmor, yispa'al No, it's more strict. If you know that you can finish monas right by the time the She'asih words gets the Kedusha, then you should pray. v'im la. but if you're not confident, And you're going to risk missing Kedusha. And there's a mitzvah of Kedusha that you can't do yourself. You can only do it with the Tzibor. So if you dive in your Shemon now and try to chav filib with Tzibor, you're going to lose the the idea of saying Kedusha. What's the din? You shouldn't pray. Unbelievable halacha. What should you do? So most of the opinions say the Gemara doesn't give the seitzah, but the Prima Gazim already said a famous idea is that you should start with the Tzibor. Start with, say the words of Shemon Asrin with the Chazim. The Gemara actually doesn't say that. The Gemara doesn't make that point if there's a solution to do that or not. The Gemara's point is simply don't do it. Don't go daven now your Shmona Esri if that's going to make you lose a kedusha, To the extent that the Be'er halacha even declares if a person is allowed to pray a longer Shmona Esri than the Tibur and intentionally miss kedusha, Even if you start with the Tibur. Here the Gemara is saying is that saying kedusha with the Tibor is more important than, 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 than davening your Shmona Esri with the Tzibor. So who says a person can daven a long Shmona Esri? It's an interesting thing. The Be'er HaLoch in the end is meiko. He's lenient. But it's, it, 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 it took force. The Gemara seems to be saying answering kedusha with the Tibur. Is more important than davening with your answer with the tzibah. So a person theoretically could have just waited, you know, till Kedusha was over and then, and then he'll daven himself. What's the root of the question? The root of the question is could a Yachid say Kadusha by himself? The opinion that says about Modim, he held the Yachid could say Kadusha. So if a Yachid could say Kedusha, then you only have to worry about Modim, not Kedusha. The second opinion says the Yachid can't say Kedusha, therefore you have to worry about Kedusha. Rashi explains that the idea that the opinion of Yachid could say Kadusha means. While he's davening with a tsibor that has kedusha, he then has the power to inject kedusha when he gets up to it. But everybody agrees that out of the blue he can't say kedusha. But we've asked him, like the other opinion, that even you can only say kedusha together, mamish with a tzibor, and therefore it's better to give up on your tfil of than to miss kedusha. What's the source that Yahweh can't say kedusha? That's the source for kedusha, which is the source of kedusha. I will be sanctified. B'toch bnei Yisrael, called davar any matter of Kedushah like Baruch, k'dish, k'dusha lo yipachus mei sar, can't be less than ten people. Says the gemara, my mashma, where did the pasuk said ten people? It just said a b'toch bnei Yisrael amongst the Jewish people. How do I know amongst the Jewish people means ten? Says the gemara, don't rabbi, we have k'dusha, rabbi abba, at y'toch toch. We learn x'zer exactly shavah of the word toch. Ksiv hasham, it's written here b'toch bnei Yisrael, obi I'll be sanctified b'toch and midst the Jewish people. X'siv it says by parshas Korach. To pull yourself out from, amidst this bad congregation. Okay, we still don't see 10. So there's a text that's missing from our Gemara, which is very frustrating. My Gemara, they added on the side, I don't know if it's in your Gemara. There, we need another Zereshav. It said, The congregation. And by the Miraglim, it says, Hashem says, How long will there be a bad congregation? Just as by the Meraglim, the congregation of the Meraglim was how many? Ten. There were ten people who said negative things about Israel. So too, by Parshas Korach, mitoch tocha eda means at least ten. Once eda means ten, now toh-toh, back to Parshas Kedoshim, means ten. So it's a double Gzair Shava. toch toh And it just as by toh in Parshas Korach, it said tocha eda and eda means ten, that we learned from the Meraglim. So going back to the Israel, it means at least ten Jews. Okay, so that's the source that we need to use for Kedusha. It's a big machlokas, are we showing about whether this only applies to what we do Kedusha or anytime that you say it? You know, let's say you say, Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh in uh, Perkos Kriyashvah. You say the nuvolatzion, can you say it? It's a big machlokas, are we showing we at least at the end that the minog is that you could, but it's not a simple point. Says the Gemara, everybody agrees that you shouldn't be mafsik in the middle of That's one thing that's clear. If you're in the middle of Shmona Esrei, you can't pause your bracha to answer Kedusha. Had you been allowed to do that, this bit would have been a mood issue. Just answer Kedusha in the middle of Shmona Esrei. Chapot. The answer is you're not allowed to do that. You can't be mafzik your Shmona Esrei to answer Kedusha. Why not? Because you're interrupting your conversation with God. I thought Rafuna said you can. That's why he says by mode. No. Rafuna's not saying you can interrupt to answer. He's saying you can say it yourself. Ah. What's everybody what's agrees, if you're in the middle of Baruch Aleinu, and they're up to Kedusha, you can't answer Kadash Kadesh. So that's where Avunah is saying, okay, you'll say yourself, maybe he'll do good. the other opinions say not. But everybody agrees, if you're in the middle of Shorana Esa, you can't interrupt your Baruch and answer Kedusha. Now, what Halakha Lama should you do? So Rashi writes, a famous Rashi, that you should be silent and listen. What's the point of being silent and listening? Are you yotze Shameh HaKa'ona? Tosa says, if you're yotze with Shameh HaKa'ona, first of all, then what was the issue in the Gemara? Oh, it would have been better for you to say it yourself? Okay, maybe you could say that. But Tosa says a fascinating thing. If it's really Shomei HaKa'onah, then it's a Hesek. If you're going to be yotze by listening in the middle of your bracha baruch aleinu, let that it's like you're saying it, if it's like you're saying it, then it's a Hesek. It's a fascinating machlokas. It seems like a machlokas if Shomei HaKa'onah is really literally like I'm saying it, or it's just that I'm yotze through listening. Fascinating an thing. Okay, says the Gemara. But that's bottom line, Allah. If they're up to the Kedusha and you're in the middle of Shemon Esrei, you should at least keep silent and listen. That's Rashi's suggested idea. Remember, we just said Kedusha for sure you're not mafsik. But what about Amin Hashemay Rabbah? The point of the Gemara is that maybe Amin Hashemay Rabbah is such a great importance. We learned on Daf Gimal. It's one of the greatest davenings. So answering Amin Hashemay Rabbah really stirs Akalash Baruch, whose emotion in heaven. We learned about it. So maybe that's so important that you should answer even in the middle of Shemon Everything else you shouldn't interrupt, except a Yeh Shmei even someone who's learning about Maisei Merkava, the great chariots, Yechezkel's uh, vision of the nevuah, which is like the deepest of the deep, you know, you're in the greatest moment of Kabbalah, you still should be posseg for Amin Yeh Shmei Says the Gemara three words, we don't pask him like him. We pask him that even Amin Yeh Shmei you should not interrupt your Shemona esrei to do I should just clarify that this is all in the essential part of Once you're in the add-ons to Shmonash, once you're in Elochinid Tsar, then you very much are Makuyev to answer these things. I mean Yah oh. Shmay Rabba, Khalaklu. Says the Gumar. Reb Yehuda name So again, we're talking about the Keri. The Valkyrie is only supposed to think about Taraïsa's the not their abundance. We have two ways to understand it. Either he's being Yodze through thinking it, or he's just trying to put in his effort since it's Taraysa, two ways. But bottom line is he thinks about benching, he doesn't think about Hamozi. Rebuta says no, he should think both about Berkas Amazon and Hamotzi. So why? I mean, obviously Hamotzi is not Dara So why does Rebuddha say he should think about uh, he should do Hamotzi as well? So the more starts off, let me You know what it sounds like? Rebuta just doesn't hold to this whole thing that Valkeri can't learn. Rabbi Yudah holds if Valkari he could learn Torah and say brachos. He doesn't hold the whole thing. That's why he says, Valkyrie he should say amotzi as well. And in the Habinah of the Gemara, he should even say it. <laughs> if the whole Takana doesn't exist, and it's interesting, he must historically just disagree that there ever was such a thing as Takana's Ezra. It never happened. So then, um, so then you should even say Hamotzi, says Zigmar, is that true? We actually have a source from it, from the Torah. Even though it's a Takhona of Ezra, but there's like an Asmachta. There's like a, something we lean on to see it from the Torah. It says you should teach your children Torah. It says right next to it, Yom the day that you stood by my Ma- Ma- Harsinai. So we learn, Malalan, Bali, Keren, Asurin, the same way when we were at Har Sinai about Kari was Asur. Remember, we learned yesterday that's the, that for three days they had to stop having relations with their wives so that both them and their wives wouldn't be about Keri by the time the and Torah came. So, so too, Af for all eternity, whenever Torah is learned, Bali, Keren, Asurin, people have seen Kari are not allowed to learn Torah. So there's actually like something to see in the Torah that there's a concept that a valkari can learn. Again, the Gemara doesn't mean it's a real daraisa. Of course, it's only a takana from Ezra. But there's like a, 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 something we lean on to see it from the Torah. Then it sounds like Rabbi Yudah shouldn't be disagreeing with that. Now, I'll tell you Rabbi Yudah disagrees with it. Rabbi Yudah doesn't darshan smuchen. What does it mean he doesn't darshan smuchen? You can't learn just because A is next to B in the Torah that they're connected. Juxtaposition is not a strong enough of a drasha, so this was just a drasha that was smuchim. It said, "Oh, it said the day you stood next to God at Arsini, next to the mitzvah of learning Torah." So we connected and say, "Just as when you stood at Ar Sinai, couldn't be there, so too you can't learn Torah when you are Balkari. Maybe Rabbi that doesn't dash and smuchim; he doesn't make a drasha just because A is next to B. Rav Yosef says that even if normally you don't dash and smuchim, but Mishnah Torah darsh in Sefer Devarim, everybody agrees you do. Why well, would Sefer Dzvaran be different? So it's a very interesting Svar that's given by the Gospel of on Daf and Yavamas. He writes, because the Mishnah Torah is called Moshe's book. The rest of the Torah, we can't question why did God put A next to B. We can't necessarily understand everything. So we don't make a big deal out of order. We don't know, and we don't draw it necessarily based upon A being next to B. But Mishnah Torah, Moshe organized the order. And if it's Moshe who organizes the order, then it must be that there's a real Josh to make. It's fascinating your answer. But Mishnah Torah Darsh, that's why smuchim, you're allowed to darshan in Sefer Dvarim. And these Psokim are from Sefer Dvarim. And what's the proof to review the darj machala Torah kula? Rebuudh normally doesn't darshan smuchim in the rest of the Torah. Mishnah Torah Darsh and Sefer Dvaramid does. Where do we know this? How do we know that in the rest of the Torah doesn't die or sorcerer is supposed to be killed? Anyone who sleeps with an animal commits bestiality is also supposed to be killed. Why are those two laws said next to each other? What does bestiality have to do with the sorceress? The same way we know that bestiality is punished with the type of death of stoning and that's derived in the Gemara and Sanhedrin through Shava. But trust the Gemara. That's the din is B'skila. af mach sheif anami So the Torah wrote the sorceress right next to there to teach you that the punishment that she has is also skila Otherwise, you wouldn't have known. And whenever the Torah says Stam Misa in the Torah and it doesn't specify what it is, what's the din? It's not skila It's either Herig, it might be chenek, it's Machlokas and it's Anadzim. But it's not skila So the Torah wrote the sorceress next to the act of bestiality to say that just as the sleeping with the animal is skila so too the mach uh, should be um, skila. How can you make that drasha? Because it put, because it put the uh, the, the, the next to bestiality, you're gonna stone someone? That's not strong enough. He has a different source. Oven and are two very specific types of sorcery. It's about like taking these bones under your armpits and suddenly the spirits start talking. It's cool stuff, Oven and Anyways, Oven and are just one, so, Lama Yatsu, if Ova and Yadoni are, are one example of sorcery, then why is it that they are, that they are specifically said? Lama Yatsu, L'Haka Shaleem Valloma Ova Yadoni Beskila, Ma Sheva Beskila. Torah gave you one example. Ova and Yadoni is one example of sorcery where there's skila. So, too, any type of sorcery is punished with skila. So, he has a totally different way of learning it. Not because it's next to bestiality, because one example of sorcery is told us that it's Beskila. So, we learn that all types of sorcery are chayv and skila. So why didn't Rabbi Yehuda like the first Rasha? He said black and white. Because A, being next to B, is not strong enough. That's not compelling proof. So we see in the Gemara that Rabbi Yehuda doesn't hold of smuchim. But in Mishnah Torah, we'll show you, he does. Mishnah Torah milan How do I know a Mishnah Torah, Eidarsh, in Smuchum Titanic Because it says in the price Rabbi Lazar, Omar Lazar says, A person's allowed to marry a woman that his father raped or seduced, and a father's allowed to marry a woman that his son raped or seduced. You can't marry a woman that your father married, or you can't marry a, a, marry a woman that your son married. But that's all if it was a marriage. If it was just one, a sleeping, like a, a rape or a seduction, that's okay. Rabbi Yehuda, oh, sallam, fudasav, Rabbi Yehuda, says, no, you can't sleep with a woman that your father raped or seduced. Why? I mean, the, normally, the Torah always says, the wife of your father. That implies marriage. How do you know it's even if your father raped? You can't take the wife of your father. You can't reveal kinaf aviv, the robe of his father. So what does that mean? The robe that, 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 was, uh, that uncovered his father is not allowed to be revealed. I Aviv, mean, how do I know that's talking about even a rape? Because it's right next to that in the Torah. The Torah talks about rape right next to that. So there's a cryptic Pasuk that says, Aviv. It's written next to the Torah about what happens when a man rapes a woman. So we derive that the Pasuk, is talking about a woman that the, that, that the father raped. Big Like doesn't sound like that. the father raped a woman. Now you can't sleep with her. That's not the pasuk shot in the pasuk. Why does Rabbi Huda do that? Because it was next to the pasuk of rape. So you see that Rabbi Huda is Darshaning smuchim. Rabbi is smuchim. He's the one who screamed about darshaning smuchim. He said, "Over you don't, you're going to say, you're going to say, I'm sorry, Machsheva, you put to death because it's next to bestiality. That's not enough of a reason. So what must be the answer?" Must be in Mishnah Torah, he darshins, but in the rest of the Torah, he doesn't. So now after the dust settles, let's go back to our Kasha. What if Rabbi Yudah agrees that you darshin smuchim, in Sefer Devarim? so then the din that a balkari can't learn Torah is a smuchim that comes from which Sefer in the Torah? Sefer Devarim. So why doesn't Rabbi Yudah hold that a balkari can't learn Torah? So the Gemara says you're right. Ami in Rishon Torah darish. He does darish and smuachim at least in Mishnah Torah. But ani smuachim by Levi. But this Mihas of putting mat on Torah next to next to teaching Torah is not coming to say that about. Kerry can't learn Torah. He's coming to say something else. Ami bluv no Anyone who teaches his son Torah, the Torah considers it as if you yourself went to Har Sinai and received the Torah and brought it home. That's how great of a value it is to teach your children Torah. You teach your children Torah. It says, After, It says, The day that you stood next to Hashem at our Sinai. So Rabbi Yudah does tarshin, but not for what you said. that There is a connection between our and teaching Torah. You want the connection to be that about Kerry can't learn Torah. No, Rabbi Yudah is something else. He darshans that anyone who learns Torah and teaches his children Torah it says, If he went to our received the Torah and brought it home. So it ends up at this point in the Gemara that we think that what? Rabbi Yehuda does not agree to the halacha that a can't learn Torah. That's why Rabbi Yehuda says that a should even say hamotzi. Clear, okay? So that's why we think the is. So, the Gemara, Tanan, we learned later in a Mishnah. Listen to this complication. One word of introduction. A valkeri can't learn Torah. What about a different person who's Tome? Can a different person who's Tome learn Torah? Yes. It's specific to valkeri that you can't. So what happens if it's a Azov shirah Kari? A person that was about was a Zov, so he's Tameh anyway, then in addition, he becomes a carry, Or Nida, Sha'pal Tshakhazar. A woman's anyways in Nida, and then she's palt Shaq she's like a carry, Or Ashamesh for Al A person was slept with a Nida, so he's tameh. someone who sleeps with a Nida is Tameh. And then he's also, you also have this idea, he's also sees Kari. So he has both. So what's the din? What's the complication of this case? The complication of this case is that, anyways, you have another tuma. So even if you're going to go to the mikvah to try to take away the carry, you're still not going to be tahar. So is there a, that type of carry? Is there a din that he can't learn or not? You can look at it in two ways. Maybe yes. Valkyrie is the only one who can't learn. And the Torah normally says carry goes to the mikvah. So even though you're still going to have another tumah, you go to the mikvah, you do what you can do. You take away the carry, and you learn. The other way of looking at it is going to the mikvah is worthless because you're still going to be tahameh. So therefore, masas be that we just relax our standards in this situation and we say that the Balkari is allowed, to, is allowed to learn the way he is. In other words, a regular Balkari, it sounds like, for sure can't learn. But if you have another tuma, which makes going to the mikvah impossible, then maybe you shouldn't learn. Then maybe you should be able to learn even without going to the mikvah. So it's a machlok. So in these three cases, the rabbonim say, tefila, you're not allowed to learn without going to the mikvah. Rabbi Rabbi Yudapaters, Rabbi Yehuda Paters. So, it sounds like the reason is pottering is because you are already a Zav. So, you already had a tuma, which, which made you not be able to go to the mikvah once now you see Kerry. I a Balkari greater, let's say it would just be a Balkari. Mechayev. The implication is that Rebutah would agree that you go to the mikvah. So, we're trying to say Rebutah doesn't hold of the takana that Balkari doesn't go to the mikvah. But here I see Rebutah potters when you have a double tuma. The implication being, Rebutah would concede just a regular Valkyrie needs to go to the mikvah, kasha. Maybe really exempts any Balkari from going to the mikvah. The only reason he disagrees in this complicated case of the double tomah where the person also was a Zav was just to show you how far the Rabbanan went. The Rabbanan went so far that even in a case where there's a double tomah, they said you have to go to the mikvah for Balkari even though you might think it's worthless. Rabbi Yehuda's position though that your potter is not only in this case of a double tumma, Rabbi Yehuda's position that your potter would be even for a balkari alone. And maybe Rabbi Yehuda is actually consistent with what he says in our Mishnah that a regular balkari even says amotzi. But if so, ima What was the last case? HaMesh for Rasadam. Sadam. In that case, which toma came first? The Tumma of Midah. What, I'm sorry, the Tumah of Keri. Because the person slept, the person had a bia, right? That's what's happening. So at first it's initially that there's a Tumah of Keri. and then the one there's afterwards there's blood. So which Tumah came first? The carry. So it says Sri they need fila. That was one of the cases. So and Rabbiudanak is exam. So la in the If it's going for the rabbanon, pshita, of course you need fila. If in the case where the guy was a zav first. And then he saw Kari. So the first Tumah came before Kari. So there the Rabbonin still say, you need tefila. <laughs> came. So in a case where the first thing that was there was the Tumah of Kari and only afterwards the additional Tumah came, all the more certain the Rabbonins are going to be of you. Because the person was already obligated in the Tefillah's Ezra before the second Tumah came. So meaning if you're the rabbanan and you hold that you have to take away Tumah carry even though there's another Tumah. Which case is simpler that you have to do that? In a case where Baal Kari came first or second? If you say it even where the Baal Keri became second, certainly you'd say where the Baal came first. The logic being because you were already obligated in the tefillah of Ezra. So if your rabbis say even where Keri came second, you got to go to the mikvah, certainly the rabbis would say if Keri came first, you have to go to the mikvah. So what was the purpose of throwing in that case? It's unnecessary. Must be El Olav the Rebbe Yehuda. It's coming to tell me that it's for Rebbe Yehuda. Because if I just had the first case, I would say Rebbe Yehuda only Potters, because the other tomah came first. But if Kerry came first, I may have thought Rebbe Yehuda would concede that you have to go to the mikvah. Kamash and then no. Since ultimately the second tumah came and going to the mikvah now won't make you completely pure, Rebbe Yehuda exempts you even in that case. That must be the reason why that case was said. So if that case was only said for Rebbe Yehuda to begin with, and it's Rebbe Yehuda's owning of that case, so katani Katanilas, and then our dia comes back. Only in the case where the woman saw both things, where, there, where there's two Tumas there, you don't need Tvila. Avva Balkari create but a regular isolated one should be Chayev. So the Gemara now has concluded its question. We have proved that Rebbe Yehuda concedes a regular Balkari is Chayev and Tvila. How did we prove that? Let's recap this. This is a very hard piece of Gemara. If a regular Valkari doesn't have to go to the Mikvah, then, what's the novelty of saying here in the Braisa, in the Mishnah rather that when someone is a Balkari and there's also blood, that they don't go to the mikvah? Of course, if every Balkari doesn't go to the mikvah, then why would someone who has two, uh, and, and why would you think they have to? Must be normally a Balkari, has to go to the mikvah. Rabbi Yudha is exempting this person because there's two tummas. And Dafka here, Rabbi Yudha says, don't go to the mikvah because, anyways, you're not going to become completely pure. But in a regular case of a Balkari, it sounds like Rebutah would concede that the Balkari should go to the mikvah. So it's a kasha on what we said. We're trying to say Rebuta doesn't hold of the Takana of Ezra, and that's why he says the guy should say amotzi. But if so, then why we have an implication here from the Mishnah that Rebudah concedes that a regular Balkari should in fact go to the mikvah. We'll close here, we'll pick up tomorrow and the resolution to this problem.